Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond, the future of work podcast that goes beyond the traditional nine to five. I am Karen Tischler, speaker, consultant, and host of the show, where we hear from global experts every other week to discover innovative solutions and tips on how to remain a relevant employer in the future. It is a pleasure to welcome Gina Huang-Ficarella and Jessica Charlson to the Job Sharing and Beyond podcast show. Jessica and Gina are co-founders of Job Share Connect. Gina Huang-Ficarella is the mother of young twins and opted out of the workforce to care for them before forming a partnership with Jessica. Gina has a PhD and nearly 15 years of diverse experience working externally as a human capital consultant and internally as a talent management expert to help companies optimize performance. Jessica Charlson is a long-time marketing professional with experience in both the corporate and ad agency worlds. As a cross-functional team leader, her experience is focused on strategic growth initiatives and partnerships. Jessica and her husband, Adam, spent the majority of their free time with their three kiddos and dog, Bella. Thank you so much for coming onto my show today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We are thrilled to be here. As I do on every show, because we have people literally listening in from all over the world, could you tell us um, where are you actually calling in from? So we are in Omaha, Nebraska. And for your listeners who may not be familiar with the flyover states that are in the Midwest of the United States, we are about as centrally located um, as you can be, uh, right in the middle of America. Right in the heart of America. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, is there any particular food or site that, um, you know, is very typical for your area? <laughs> so my mom, I grew up in Omaha and um, my at one point wanting to move away, I was like, oh, why would we live here? And she's like, well, it's not for the mountains or, you know, the oceans, but it is for the people. So we have wonderful people in space. And I would say in a pandemic environment, Omaha is actually a pretty great place to be because we have backyards and we're able to still get together socially distantly. <laughs> and I think for me, I didn't grow up in Nebraska. I've actually lived across the country and you know, from the West Coast to the East Coast. And so I think what Nebraska lacks as far as mountains and, um, and water, that it really is the community. Wow, that, that sounds really, really nice. I've never been to Nebraska, but now the way you describe it, I definitely want to visit. We are very welcoming. Yeah, and fascinated You're by to stay people. With us. Exactly. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Now, as we are talking about, you know, meeting, how did you both actually meet and why did you decide to start JobShare Connect? So uh, Gina and I were both part of a women's leadership networking group um, through the Women's Fund. And we shared a passion for women in leadership and we both were seeing uh, the difficulties and the lack of change that was happening over decades of women in leadership. And so for us, when we got together, we both had different experiences, but we shared this passion for we needed a better option for work and life. 
Um, and so we met through that networking group and reconnected about a year and a half later and um, found that we were both really looking for a better way for work and life to work. And we were both unsatisfied with the options that were on the table. So I have, I'm a mother of twins and before I had them um, work full time, but then when I wanted to go back to work there, like Jessica said, there were just weren't any good options. And I thought if I was living somewhere where I had family and people to help out, then it could work. I really didn't know how other women were <laughs> able to do this and why I wasn't. Um, but then through talking with, through conversations with Jessica and, um, and other parents, um, it was something that is basically universal. Everyone struggles with the challenges of work and life and the work model that we have today just doesn't make sense. I lived um, in the U.S. when um, my children were born and, you know, my family was quite far away. And yes, I remember. I remember very well. So now, can you walk me through what your organization does when somebody comes to you who wants to job share? So when someone comes to us, um, we have a pretty in-depth process that we take them through. Because as you know, um, through your research of job sharing and your understanding of it, the match is really the number one factor of success. And so it's really important to have a good fit for not only the talent um, and making sure that they have a good, that we are matching them appropriately with a job share match, but then also that there's a good fit with the company and the company culture. So because the match is so important, um, the challenge is, is that it's difficult to get right. And so what we do is that we take, we take our talent through assessments and we provide feedback and coaching um, and give them feedback on the assessment through a report. And then we take them through a chemistry check. And then we also then give them an opportunity to work together. Because um, I think sometimes if you think that if you like someone, then you think that they'll be able to work together, but that's not always the case. So we take them through an exercise um, that allows them to really see how they work together, how they communicate, and overall, you know, what the end product looks like. And then we continue to help them all the way and support them from the interview through the onboarding. So we are very involved through the whole process, but again, we've just said that the success here is crucial. It's crucial for the teams, it's crucial for the company, and it's crucial for our company. So we're we're high touch, but we realize that there needs to be, you know, there's a lot of technology solutions for matching um, that we've seen globally, but we also really want to combine that with the human um, element that it really empowers people to know what they bring to the table um, and lights this kind of spark within them of saying like, wow, I didn't even know that was unique to me. Um, and it makes just a really stronger teams. It sounds really interesting that you give the potential job sharing team an opportunity to work together. Yeah. You know, that is really awesome. That is Gina's brain. And I, you know, when we were working through this, it was like, we don't need to do that part. Like, let's just get this faster. And honestly, it's been the most revealing piece of this puzzle. So it's been, it is her brain in action. And I'm so grateful for it. <laughs> wow. 
Well, and that's just through my background and my experience working um, in talent management and through selection and assessment and really understanding um, you know what it takes to be successful in a role so we can use all the technology that's available to us but really it's an art and a science and so because the relationship and the match is so important we can't leave that human aspect out of really making sure that they get along you know they get along they're able to work together they communicate effectively they have similar goals and values and in the end, they'll be successful. Thank you. So now what happens if an employer contacts you because they want to set up a job sharing trial internally? That's kind of our favorite because then the hard part of the talent is already taken off the table. Like the talent is already there. So at that point, it's really making sure expectations are aligned, making sure people have a really true um, clarity of what they're bringing to the table. And um, if it's a complimentary match or, you know, because sometimes as people are looking at job sharing as an alternative to layoffs, complimentary skill sets can actually really be helpful because it can help broaden um, the depth of what that team can do and handle together. And so um, it's understanding if it's a similar or complementary skill set, what the setting the expectations, and then making sure the management, the team, the internal team, and um, the job share pair all is aware of you know how it's going to work. Um, sometimes we also see there is top talent within an organization that has raised their hand, and companies will come to us and ask to match to that person. So in that standpoint, we can also do a match to the person at the organization from someone outside of the organization, which is a great way to transition into a company that you may not have been able to get into with your traditional resume. I think it's also, it's really nice to see when companies come to us that they're not just looking to go outside of their company to hire new talent, but that they're really interested in retaining their talent and making sure that their employees are engaged and that they're giving them opportunities, um, you know, regardless of circumstances that might be happening in their life to be able to stay um, with, to maintain their careers and stay with their company, um, which is also really smart for companies because mm -hmm. then they're able to, um, they're able to retain all of the knowledge and, you know, there's the knowledge transfer that takes place and they're able to maintain that within the organization. It's, it's interesting that you should say about, you know, a form of avoiding layoffs because here in Canada also we have work sharing, which basically is if there is, uh, if there are fewer hours than before and in order to make that work, the actual team, at least two, it could be more, have to agree all together that that's what they would like to do and again as you said it allows for you know knowledge transfers well if they work together and there are fewer hours to learn from each other and so train each other and then once there is you know the economy going back up again as you said the talent is still with the organization they reduce the cost of having to relook for um, potential new employees. So yeah, you know, and to that point, um, when COVID hit, 
we did a survey out to parents about probably April, May to say, how are they doing? What were they looking for? And, you know, a work share does require kind of a group, everybody signing up for it. Right. What we were finding is that parents were actually looking for some type of tempor temporary solution that would allow them um, the ability to scale back and be there more for their family and then actually re-enter um, re when everything kind of mm -hmm. back to normal. And so, it, you know, a job share as opposed to a work share in that situation could really help because people could opt into it knowing that this is, this isn't, it's not a solution for everyone at all times, but some people really want it and some people might not. Some people might say on that team, no, I need full time. Don't make me reduce if I don't have to. And so, um, you know, it does take a little bit more work up front from a company, but we think it's well worth it, you know. Right. In the long term, they're really thinking about their a strategy for workforce planning and not making decisions based on short term goals of getting through this pandemic. And so and doing it just in a, in a really smart and deliberate way of knowing that we have talent that we want to take care of and that we want to retain. And so when we are ready to ramp up and when the economy um, begins to pick up, then you already have all of those things in place and you can have a seamless um, process of moving forward. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> and now uh, you yourself are working together as a job sharing team. Now, um, what has been like one of the most unexpected aspects of job sharing, you know, the, the organization or the position you're in yourself? I don't think we realized the, the continual coverage benefit, not only from, you know, we're both um, full, I mean, you could say we're full-time very easily. So I think as like a co-founding team, job sharing full-time is actually like what a co what an entrepreneur you know and they're putting in hours mm -hmm. a week we're sharing that now between us um but being able to hand stuff back and forth especially when we're working on presentations on um major documents like having those two sets of perspectives and brains is just invaluable and i think we we probably knew it would be helpful to answer emails but I don't think I realized how extremely beneficial that would be in business presentations and pitching and prep for any of the multiple things we're doing to try and um, grow our business. So I think that coverage and handing off and being able to say, I've gotten this to this point, can you take this now and go? And then being able to come back fresh. Um, I know our work products is significantly better because of that. Yeah, so there's kind of a built-in quality control in job sharing that we've seen a lot of benefit from. And I also think that through our job share, Jessica and I are very different, have very different backgrounds and experiences and education. Jessica is in marketing and new business development, and my background is in talent management. And what we found is that by us coming together, we're really able to complement each other's skills and I know that I wouldn't be able to do this without the marketing piece. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I for sure, I mean, there's so many pieces of Gina's research and her 
you know, um, just due diligence on anything we do that I'm like, that is good because as a marketer, sometimes you skim over that. So <laughs> she holds me very accountable. We don't say things that sound good, but aren't true. So you can, you can count on that. <laughs> and I also think it's just, it's fun. Yeah. You know, when you always have someone to bounce ideas off of and someone, you know, when things are going really well, you have someone to, um, to celebrate those things. And when things aren't going as well, then you have someone who, um, is there with you and, um, pulling you, know, you encouraging along. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Encouraging you and motivating you and, um, and knowing that you're not in it alone and that you have someone who you know, has your back and, um, knows and just knowing that we have a common goal and we're working um, as hard as we can and supporting each other so that we can achieve those goals. Yeah. That sounds really wonderful. And I've heard also sometimes the definition of job sharing as a advanced form of teamwork. Mm -hmm. And what you just described pretty much sounds like that. So now, um, when you teach other people about job sharing, what feedback do you get from their peers and managers? Especially if, say, a peer manager has never heard of job sharing before. Yeah. So I think that this is something that has come up a lot. <laughs> and I'll, I'll start with managers. I think one of the first questions that we get or some feedback that we get is, well, now instead of one direct report, now I'm going to have two and it's going to make my job more challenging. Um, and, you know, just in what Jessica and I just talked about and through our job share, it's actually, it takes, it takes the onus off of the manager because when you have a job share pair, like we said, they are accountable to each other and there's a built-in quality control and there's really, um, you know, once the expectations and everything is set up, um, the manager doesn't have a lot of the responsibility of developing them either because there's training and learning and development that's built in. So I didn't know much about marketing at all, but I'm, I'm learning and I know more about it than I ever would have. Um, <laughs> And I'm actually, I can speak, I can speak to HR groups now. And <laughs> something I would not have been able to do before. And to Gina's point, you can't fly under the radar here. Like you can't just kind of barely get your work done. I mean, as we did a lot of due diligence preparing, um, you know, for the company. And then as we continued to work with teams going um, into, into roles, it's that shared accountability is just so innately in our teams and the people who do this because they want it to be successful. So you just have these teams that are like, I am going to do everything I can to make sure that when this handoff happens, my partner is good to go. Um, because they, it is, it's like they're constantly getting evaluated and judged by their partner because they're handing their work off and then they're getting right. back. And so it, it is like to Gina's point, the managers, like as a, I've been a manager before, you're having to key back into your team, see what they're doing on top of doing your job every day, on top of managing up to your managers. This, these teams, 
when they're working good, they're getting further, faster, and a better work product. And um, the manager actually gets a little bit of a breather because they don't have to worry that somebody's not getting their stuff done. Because if they're not, somebody's raising their hand. Exactly. Yeah, and I, you know, I also think that the the manager really is not some managers are really good in developing people. You know, a lot of times we see individual contributors who are promoted to managers because they're really good at their jobs. But as a manager, you know, you, one of your prime responsibilities is to develop people. And I think that that's lacking in a lot of organizations. And so by the job share, we're really able to develop each other. We give each other constant feedback in real time. Um, which is missing. And so in that way too, it's actually, I think, a better development opportunity than, um, tr than the traditional ways that managers have been developing their employees through, you know, just going to a conference or going to a training. So it's actual real-time feedback and experiential learning. It sounds just like such an amazing thing that this is built into the job. Now, what about peers of potential job sharers? Have you heard something from them as well? So there are a couple of things. I think one is, and we tell companies this too, is that if you're going to introduce job sharing, you should introduce it to your company first before offering it to new employees because a lot of the feedback that we've gotten is, well, why can't I do a job share? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's some of that of them wanting that opportunity that has not been given to them, that has not been offered before. Um, and then on the other side, I think that some of the peers just don't have an understanding of what it is and how it works. And so again, the education comes in, in really setting expectations of how you're going to work together having very clear lines of communication. You know, they say, who do I contact? Who do I email? Do I email both? Or, you know, if I have an issue, who do I go to? And so just working those things out, setting up those processes and being very clear about um, how everyone is going to work together is really important. And then as, as we work with companies, we actually provide coaching through that first 90, day of on, 90 days of onboarding to make sure, because we can pre-plan as much as we want to, but we know that once it actually gets into place, stuff comes up that we may not have thought of. And so having that third party, of like removed, unbiased uh, perspective that Gina can provide to be able to help coach through um, different scenarios. Um, we found the companies really appreciate and it just gives us touch points along the way to make sure everyone's set up for success. That sounds wonderful. Now, like you described so many positive things about job sharing, not only for the job sharing team themselves, but also for the entire organization. But yet still, when you look around the world, you look around North America, job sharing is very rarely used. So yeah. why do you think that is? You know, when we started, I think we thought it was a great idea. And we're like, we just need to standardize this so more people can do this, um, which is why we got started. But then, you know, as we got out into the market, we realized a lot of people had never actually even heard of job sharing. So the education um, behind it, we completely underestimated as we were starting a business of 
how much we would need to just teach people about job sharing as even a flexibility solution and the benefits for the talent and the employers. And even, you know, my background is in talent management and mm -hmm. I had never heard of job sharing. And so as we're researching flexibility options and job sharing kept coming up, and then when we really started to explore it, I went back and thought, did I just miss this in my classes? <laughs> I went back and looked at textbooks and old, and old materials, and it just, it's not in there. And when we talked to like SHRM and some national organizations, I mean, they are also, um, I think, really intrigued by the idea because it's just not something that we have embraced and utilized, especially here in the U.S. Because uh, it's interesting that job sharing actually started in the U.S., but has been more accepted and utilized mm -hmm. abroad. Um, and I think, you know, there we can go in. This is kind of a down another rabbit hole, but I think part of the reason for the U.S. and the lack of job sharing is that we live in an individualistic society, and so we've been taught to achieve um, and to do all of these things on our own and to compete rather than to cooperate. I mean, we've had people we've talked to, I mean, there will be no names dropped, but you know, heads of companies that will say, well, what, why would you share your job? Like they, one, don't get that. And then two, the questions like, so you hire a job share team and then the one who does better ends up going ahead and you fire the other one, right? And it's like, absolutely not. That is not what we're saying, please. And so it is a mindset shift. Like this is really getting people to think differently. You know, our first batch of customers were all women-owned organizations and because mm -hmm. I think women get it. Um, but it is a piece of this puzzle that, um, you know, the, the reality is the majority of companies are ran by men and um, it takes men longer to get what we're doing. And when they do, their kind of brain explodes of like, wait, this could work for this and this and this. And I think because women have been fighting this, um, you know, dual, dualistic, you know, priorities and wanting to figure out better ways on how to make work and life work for centuries now, they, they, they get it right away. Um, you know, regardless of if they have children um, at home or not, they understand and they want to be able to offer it because they all either have been there or have friends who are like, I have really smart, talented people who I know who are not in the workforce right now. And if we could give them this opportunity, I think it could bring them back in. Um, so <laughs> we're, it's a, it's a, it is not an easy, uh, you know, paradigm shift to make, but <laughs> We're trying. We're trying to start that movement. <laughs> yep. And and so, you know, if people ask you, like, job sharing compared to part-time work, what would you tell them then? So there are distinct um, differences between part-time and job share. Um, one is that part-time positions are typically lower level entry positions, um, whereas job sharing, the really the benefit comes when you are either, um, you know, a professional um, in a career in, you know, as an individual contributor, um, and even more so as a manager and through um, leadership positions and top sharing. And so 
that's one of the main differences. And I also think that there's, and for both of them, I think that because of the stigma that's attached to part-time work, job sharing also, um, that's also a challenge that job sharing has because I think when people go into part-time positions, a lot of times the perception is that they are not really committed to the job. It's not as important as, um, as it is for someone who's in a full-time position, um, who's taking their career seriously. And so I think with job sharing too, we, you know, that's a challenge that we have to overcome, but really it's because they are wanting to, it, because it's so important to maintain their career, um, which is why the job share will work because you're able to have those positions um, that are typically not offered as part-time. When I had my girls and I was trying to get back into the workforce, none of the positions that I was looking for were, were part-time. I think there are other flexibility options that are out there that are good. And of course, you know, it just depends on what each individual needs. But some of the differences from like gig work, um, which has become really popular and job sharing is that one, for the talent, they're constantly having to hunt and look for their next opportunity. And for the business, you know, when they have these gig workers come in um, and also consultants, um, you know, it takes a lot of time to learn about the company and the politics and the culture and the programs, the different programs that they use. And so it takes a long time for them to even, you know, get to a point where they can be productive and have some kind of impact. Whereas in a job share, that knowledge retention is there. The employee can relax and know that they don't have to go hunting, that they can continue to work in the same organization, knowing the same people, um, and still be able to maintain their career. So I think that's a, that you know that's another one of the benefits of job sharing over some of the other flexibility options. Thank you. Yeah, that's really really good points. And when I think you see the people who do take part time as they grow in their career, I mean, I did that after I had my third child. I took a reduced role, but basically what that meant was. 40 plus hours squeezed into a 30 hour work week and reduced pay. And I gave up all of those pieces of the puzzle that I loved that I had earned in my career um, in order to try and, you know, might reduce my role back down to something that they, the company thought would be manageable and, you know, a reduced 30 hour work week schedule. And it was like, that doesn't work. So if, if the roles that people, you know, and that, what we're talking about is really our talent pool and kind of our sweet spot. I think there is job sharing and part-time work, but we would say that that's really just smart scheduling. Um, if you can check in and check out um, and just have a task completion while you're in your role, um, that, that type of job sharing isn't the type that, you know, we're really focused on. Ours is the continual coverage and kind of the, um, complementary skills that that role would require a 40 to 60 hour work week um and it requires somebody thinking about it and potentially right now is looking at who's on the clock all the time or you know online all the time we want to give a better break to the individuals um so they can disconnect and know that you know in our society today like the emails will come through and it's okay because somebody else has them or the project's deadline doesn't move but somebody's moving it forward even when you're not in the office that to me 
seems like an amazing piece of job sharing that a lot of people don't really sort of think about that there's always somebody who has your back and is enthusiastically using his or her time to you know put in the work so that when the next person comes back mm -hmm. something has been already accomplished to the highest level possible it is that companies they they miss that and so from you know we talk to a lot of business leaders right now who are frustrated may be the wrong word but they're they're feeling the pressure of you know needing to offer more maternity leave paternity leave sabbaticals to just maintain competitive with a lot of these like you know cooler scale-up companies that are also in the market um and what we're saying is you know a job share can be a different different approach to be able to have continual coverage because you might want to be able to give maternity and paternity leave but this, the reality is the work still needs to get done so if i'm letting you go business owners i think often think that now that role has to stop for three to six months so now if we can provide um you know even part-time continual coverage or you know a reduced role maybe of continual coverage from a job share team then that person can come back on in a better um better transition back into the workforce after you know adding a child to their family and it just it gives another option so one more question i had is as we were talking about part-time versus job sharing how does it work with the health care for job sharers well, this is probably one of the most important questions and one of the most common ones that come up. So um, thank you for asking. And what we, um, you know, as part of our assessment process up front, we do make sure we understand what the needs are of that talent. So because they are able to reduce a role, sometimes they don't need benefits. And so we make sure we know that. Um, and we approach benefits in one of three ways. One, if the team needs them or not. Two, if the employer can offer them or not. So from an employer standpoint, you can actually really easily set up a new employee class for full-time, part-time job mm -hmm. share and offer like a hybrid uh, benefit model. And then it, um, also looking and working with the companies to look at that FTE equivalent and what the benefits would be offered and then prorating those or splitting those between the two employees as needed. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, some companies will not offer uh, job share teams benefits. And if that is the case, and if the talent needs benefits, we work with third party um, individual healthcare insurance providers that a lot of people don't even know about. They think their only option is COBRA. Right. Um, but there's actually other, there's other strong options out there. We never want benefits to be the reason someone can't do a job share. Um, and so we work really close to make sure expectations and um, all the options are explored both with our talent and with the employers because the worst case scenario would be a perfect team that needs benefits and the employer won't offer it and so we have to make sure we're working through those steps um, early on in the process and have complete transparency um, throughout it to make sure that everyone's expectations are met and there's so many different ways like i said before you know HR and best practices and things that we've traditionally thought about um, salary and benefits shouldn't get in the way of this. And so there's so many different ways that you can make this work. And whether it be, um, you know, prorating salary or uh, 
um, reducing the number of days off because mm -hmm. oftentimes job share payers won't need the time off because there's that continuous coverage that's already built in. So what are some other areas that we can kind of move around to make sure that it can work? So, you know, if one job share partner needs the benefits um, because their spouse, because they ha have the responsibility for that in their household, um, the other one might need a 401k. Mm -hmm. So we can kind of move that around and then look at the total compensation and really come up with a plan that works for both parties. Thank you so much for explaining. That was really, really helpful. And now, so as we are talking about it, the people who come to you, what reasons do they have that they would like to do job sharing? And also, I'm very curious, do you have men who come to you as well? Mm -hmm. Right now, it's about 12% men. So the men are the interesting piece because, you know, as we did our due diligence and kind of our brains exploded where all the use cases were, when they started coming in and playing out our use cases, we we're like, ha, we were right. Now they are majority women. So to start, you know, I will say it's women who are full-time mm -hmm. and who are stressed or burnout and are looking for another option. They want, they love their careers, but they want a different option that allows them to engage more with whatever's going on, which is typically kids in their mm -hmm. lives. Um, the second biggest group is women who have opted out of the workforce to stay home and would love to work, but they just can't work that like 40 to 60 hour weeks for whatever reason. Um, so those would be our first two that came in. But then as we grew and kind of started picking up steam, it was this pre-retiree group wow. and this group that was saying, you know, I'm nearing retirement or I've maybe retired, but now I'm kind of bored um, and I love my work. And I miss my work, but I don't want to work like I was working. And so we've had men and women in that group, which has been fun to see. Um, we had a guy who moved here and to be near his grandkids and he had retired and moved here. And he's like, I miss working. I really want, and I had a really good career. Could you help me find a, find a role? So that was exciting to be able to, when we started seeing that um, play out. And then, you know, Gina and I are really active in the entrepreneurial community here. So we've had um, a lot of people who want to start companies be able to say, you know, I can't quit yet, but, and I want to make sure this is something a job share would allow me to pursue this passion. Um, and then and give them the financial stability right. to be able to be able to do that too. And so if it doesn't work out, we, we haven't <laughs> totally <laughs> aborted our main plan. Um, and then, you know, the other one that has been interesting is this kind of tech, um, millennial group of people who have said, um, of, and this is where guys come back. It's like, I'm single, I'm working, I have a full-time gig, but our full-time job. Um, but I have chunks of time where I'm not working and I don't have a family. I would love a job share if, if possible to be able to just have some extra income and extra experiences and kind of diversify what I'm doing and try to get into this other field that I'm not, um, quite you know, ready for quite ready for yet so that's actually a problem for us is that there's so many different use cases and people in our talent pool today that it has made it very difficult to say we are a solution for this person um and also within industries because yeah. it's across industry it's across levels 
And so it really, it's difficult to just focus on one particular niche because it, it's, it includes everyone, and our, which, is, which is great. Right. Our talent pool is very educated. They're um, over 90% has at least a bachelor's degree or plus or above. And then they on average have over 10 years of experience. So it's a really, I mean, from a marketer standpoint, it's a, it's a very, um, it's a nice talent pool to be working with um, because they are, um, especially when we're trying to talk to companies about adopting a new model. And as, as you're saying this, so what type of industry, you know, appears to be more open to job sharing from the talks you've had, um, you know, managers approaching you? I don't know that we've had a single industry that stands out. It's been really broad from financial and insurance to healthcare. I've had mortgage to- underwriters, CPAs, um, PR. I mean, this is the problem. Right. And <laughs> across, right? People, it's honestly people who are looking for new ways to recruit or retain their current talent. And so they have said, you know, the, the traditional resume, uh, resume search isn't working. I'm not getting, you know, we are in, um, Omaha, Nebraska. So we're not in a major metropolitan area that people are just moving to and herds. Um, you know, they, they might be now because <laughs> what COVID has done is say, well, maybe now I can work anywhere. So, um, but the, the war for talent, I think in these probably tier two cities is, is real. And it's felt across a lot of, um, across a lot of this mid-tier markets like what we're in. And so when you um, recognize that and recognize that there is talent out there, there's talent that is here that wants to work but needs a different solution, then companies are like, okay, let's try. I'll try anything. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, be, we'll be that uh, last, last, uh, last course of action or whatever if we need to be. We're okay with that. <laughs> But I think actually something that's been surprising and something that as we were going out and educating talent and organizations, um, the military kept coming up. So either um, people who are actively in the military or about to retire or their spouses. So Mm -hmm. because we are in Omaha, there are four military bases. Mm -hmm. And so um, this was a lot of the need that's in our community that we're seeing. And then as we look outside of our community, this is actually a national problem. Um, And so something that we can really help spouses um, who are because of, you know, their spouses being deployed and having to move all the time, um, having to take on childcare, more full-time childcare roles, um, but really being underutilized mm-hmm. in their in using their skills and being able to continue their career path. I mean, we talked to I talked to a woman who uh, had her JD, so she was an attorney. But because they're moving every so often, she wasn't able to continue that role. And she was like, I could have used a job share to you know not only continue a profession that I loved, but to engage in the community. Right. Because that's the other piece where she's like, you're moving around all the time. It's hard to engage. It's hard to get to know people. And um, work is one of the best ways to do that. So especially work you love. So now we have a lot of people listening from all over the world. And there might be certainly countries or areas where job sharing isn't 
that common yet at all. So what kind of um, tips or advice would you give to somebody who's thinking after listening to you guys, I would really like to test out job sharing. What should they do? Well, I think one of the biggest challenges that will that is that continues to come up is that education piece and that mind shift. Mm -hmm. So if the companies are willing to try it, then they have to explain that and show the benefits to their employees and then also to their clients. And so it's really um, you know, the shit that shift in mindset of working differently and trying new things. Um, I also think that a lot of times when job sharing is, you know, is introduced or they talk about the advantages of job sharing, a lot of it, obviously there are lots of benefits to employees and the talent, but I think that it's really important to highlight the benefits that businesses receive from job sharing and how it can impact the bottom line. And so I think in starting up something new, keeping those things in mind, and then also just being creative in the solutions and not letting traditional ways of thinking and working um, be obstacles for implementing a job share. Um, you know, for HR, there's lots of best practices that are in place. And that doesn't mean that those practices are right practices for where we are. Right. Um, in, in our lives. And so not letting those things um, be obstacles to that. And also I think technology, we've also met with companies who've said, well, our HRIS doesn't support two, two people mm -hmm. in, as, an, as an FTE. Um, so you know, how do we do that? And we're, you know, we're just thinking that that should not be the reason why you're not doing job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other piece we really try and do is empower the talent to take this control of themselves. You know, even if it's not through us, um, we uh, created a, like how to propose a job share guide specifically for talent so that they start to say, if I want to create this life for myself, I have to take that accountability. And, you know, maybe I don't use Job Share Connect, but I do this on my own. I do, do the homework understand really get to know what skills and abilities you bring to the table and like what you love about your work and what you're like oh wouldn't it be great if i found somebody who loved that part of my job because <laughs> if i can do that like if you take that pause to really kind of do the self-evaluation and then um the landscape like build the business case before you go and talk to your employer about it i think they can see that you are invested, you have done your homework, you you have thought about how this can work. You know, Dina and I clearly want to have a successful business, but we want anybody who can and wants to job share to be able to, because we really just believe it is such a better option than the flexibility options that are currently on the table that can lead to just a higher quality of life and happiness. So we want anybody to be able to do it. So we, as much as we're working with companies to try and you know overcome those hurdles, we're also trying to really just empower talent to say like, do it, make it happen. <laughs> it's been really fascinating talking with both of you. And it's, you know, I really hope more people are embracing job sharing and it spreads much, much further than it is today. And so thank you for taking, you know, the stand and pushing it forward. So is there anything that we haven't covered yet that you would like to tell our listeners? 
Um, you know, thank you for having us today. I think this is a very fun conversation and um, it's just every time we talk to people who get it, it's just like, oh, <laughs> Karen, best friends now. You can come to Omaha whenever you want to. Um, so thank you. Uh, you know, we did, we recently, um, well, we're going to be putting on a TEDx next, um, that will be hopefully by the time this goes live, this will be, um, it will be accessible to anybody in your audience, but it's unlocking human potential through job sharing. So again, just broadening um, the mindset of how people think of work and life, about work and life. So if you just want to go check out a TED talk on it, a TEDx talk on it, please Please do. <laughs> that sounds great. And I will be sure um, if it's available at that point to put it into the um, episode notes so people can um, see the link. Great. Thank you. So there is one thing that I would want to add. <laughs> so uh, one of the things about job sharing, well, first, you know, obviously there's benefits to employees. And so as we saw that, you know, our excitement grew. And then as we saw the benefits for businesses, um, it grew even more. And then how it has really a trickle down effect to society. Um, but in addition to placing job share pairs in traditional full-time roles, I think really the power of job sharing that we'll see more in the future is that as companies um, and talent are open to job sharing, that job sharing is really a full talent management solution, um, starting from strategic planning and workforce planning, um, from selection and assessment to development and engagement and um, succession planning and knowledge retention. And so it really has, it, incorporates all of those pieces um, that can be experienced as a job share, you know, through the job share model um, that hopefully I think will one day be embraced. <laughs> but for now, we're just, we're working on the match. Yeah, well, that, yeah that's, you know, fingers crossed in the future. So now how can people reach you? Um, well, on our website, jobshareconnect.com, uh, we're on social media, so LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and, you know, and always just feel free to email yes. Jess and Gina at jobshareconnect.com because we would love to hear from you. And um, we're grateful for to help and, and happy to help in any way we can. That sounds great. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Thank you, Karen. Before we go, some exciting news for the show. We are starting the Emily's Path Consulting newsletter, which is producing this show at the end of the month with interesting research finding updates on our guests, a sneak preview of future guests, and an extra Q&A interview. If you would like to sign up, please head over to our website, Emily's Path. .ca. That is E-M-I-L-Y-S-P-A-T-H dot C-A. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. 
we would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.